and we're live. Thank you for tuning in to TGFJ. Thank God I follow Jesus with your hosts, Leah, Mike, and Joanne, the pastor of Soaring Diamonds. We want to encourage, inspire, and challenge you to deepen your walk with Christ and anchor your faith in the rock, the hope of our salvation. Happy Sunday, family. Tonight, we're going to talk about the hot topic, offense. Are you stuck in the trap of offense? Let's find out tonight. And while we're live, make sure you guys are commenting, liking, subscribing, all the things. Let's get straight into it. Hello. Hi. <laughs> wow, what a time. Right, 7.40 and we're just starting, but it's all good. We were here, Yeah, but that's all. it's all good. It's all gravy. Um, offense. I thought that that would be a, a mouthful. Offense. Offense. <laughs> um, so, you know, like lately I've been starting with um, a definition. And of course, I'm going to go to a regular dictionary. Um, the Cambridge Dictionary says upset and hurt or annoyed feelings often because someone has been rude or shown no respect. Um, another definition is in the Britannica. And it says something that causes a person to be hurt, angry or upset. Something that is wrong or improper. And I was saying to you early when earlier when I read these definitions, they don't um they don't hit. Yeah, they don't feel like what offense actually does. It doesn't feel like it's an actual big deal. Yes. And and I don't know if you have you noticed that a lot of times people um treat offense like it's something so small. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. Oh, whatever. I know I'm I'm guilty of saying I ain't be. But offense is serious right. for us as believers. And that's what we're addressing. I think know? as people in general, but even more so as believers, that we should know better. Uh, absolutely. And one of the scriptures that this is the scripture that was really on my heart. And I'm going to read it in the New King James Version, although I usually read the NLT because it actually uses that word that we use, offense. Um, it says, then he said to his disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It will be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he would offend one of these little ones. And I only picked that one because it actually uses the word offense. Um, and then, of course, you know, I, I can't look up a scripture without looking at the Amplified. You want to read that one real quick? 17, 1 and 2. Jesus said to his disciples, stumbling blocks, temptations and traps set to lure one to sin are sure to come. But woe, judgment is coming to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone as large as one turned by a donkey were hung around his neck and were hurled into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble and sin and lose faith. Wow. And you know what I want to add? I believe I'm going to add a couple of scriptures to that, maybe in a little, because it's almost like you cannot read one and two and not read the other ones. Um, Three says, pay attention and always be on guard. Looking out for one another. If your brother sins and disregards God's precepts, solemnly warn him. And if he repents and changes, forgive him. 
even if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive him. That is, give up resentment and consider the offense recalled and annulled. You cannot read those scriptures one and two and not add that. In fact, you got to add five. It says, and then the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith, our ability to confidently trust in God and in his power. And the Lord said, if you have confidence, abiding faith in God, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to the mulberry tree, which has very strong roots, be pulled out by the roots, be planted in the sea. And if the request was in agreement with wow. the will of God, it would have obeyed you. Wow. There's a mouthful. Yeah, I know. That's a revelation of how offense is real is extremely demonic. How deep. Yeah. How deep. Not how deep is your love, but how deep. It can travel. How deep. And you know how they say, um, I remember we used to have this tree in the back of the house. Remember that tree? Yes, I do. Um, that tree, I wanted it down because it started getting so, so big. And they say that as tall as the tree goes, the roots go as far. And what I realized about that tree is that it was bringing damage to other, other things in its vicinity. I'm just uncovering all these things with just reading the scripture because the roots begin. It doesn't only hurt you and the person that caused the offense that begins to trickle outside your neighbors and it affects other people. And this is the reason I say that when I read the definition of that word, it doesn't, the definition, it like don't, doesn't hit. Look at this. Well, I think that's the, I think that's the issue because if you, we expect a really big definition, a strong definition. Therefore, since it's not such a strong quote unquote definition, I think it's something that we so easily overlook. And because you can overlook it, you don't realize what's happening on the inside. Wow, that's good. The, and the thing about roots is that it continues to grow. Even when you slice the top of the tree down, roots continue to grow. They continue to find a source. They continue to find water. They continue to find life. That's what roots do. Even if the tree is not there, it works to find life. And that's what happens. Um, and it, like you said, it begins to damage those those other things that are around, so the the offense is going to be um, a seed pl is gonna is gonna take the water from the seed that was planted, which shows that every plant any any seed planted in a ground where there's a fence, it's not going to have the the resources it needs to grow because it's going to be sucked up by the roots of offense. So it's really important. I I, I pray that you know, this, this topic really hits home because I think at one time or another, if we're honest, we've been affected by this spirit of offense because it touches us some way, somehow. And the more that you examine yourself, the more that you spend time in the word, um, the more that you're willing to open up yourself to the Lord and allow him to mold you and shape you and sharpen you 
even with others, like, you know, it talks in the scriptures about if you see your brother, you know, in a sin, correct them gently. Why? Because if we're not corrected when we're walking in any sin, including offense, that thing will eat us alive. And a lot of times, my Lord, we wonder, why am I so annoyed? Why am I so angry? Why did this, that, and the third make me feel the way it did? And it's because the roots, you might not see it in the surface because offense is not visual. It's something that goes deep down inside. Look at the way um, it says in the Greek, the definition. It says it's the movable stick or trigger of a trap, a trap stick. It's a trap or a snare. I could stop right there. Any impediment placed in the way and causing one to stumble or fall, a stumbling block, occasion of stumbling, for example, a rock, which is a cause of stumbling. So an offense is something that we allow to get in the way of our going forward. Just imagine, right? We're on a walk. This life that we live in Christ is a walk. And we're walking toward Christ, toward becoming more like him. Imagine a tree fell because it says it's like a movable stick or a trigger or a trap. You're walking on this road. There was a storm because usually your offense comes because something was in the air, right? A tree falls. You're on this journey. You're in your car and that tree that fell is in your way. Now you're stuck there. And that's what offense is like. It's like you're on a journey. There's something that happens in the atmosphere, in the spirit realm. It causes that stumbling block to fall right in front of you, and now you can't go forward. Imagine your car in front of that big tree that's in your way. So we cannot look at a fence like it's something small. Oh, IMB, it's no big deal. I don't even care. It's, it, it ain't nothing. That's what we say. Oh, I'm not bothered. It's it's fine. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. No, it's not fine because offense goes deep down into the root of a man. And what does it do? It causes us to not be able to move forward. And I I'm I'm really like passionate about this because I know growing up, um, I used to just take everything in everything in. Yeah. I will be offended. I just take it and just hold it. Take it and just hold it. And I remember, you know, we were talking about this testimony about one time I was ministered to and how all these things begin to surface and become visual. Yes. And unveiling, um, sort of speak. And once I experienced that, that I began to see all the things that I suppressed that hurted me, that bothered me, that offended me, because those are all offenses. I said, you know what? I'm no longer going to be a trash can. And that's why I tell you guys all the time. You're not a trash can. Whatever you're feeling, spit it out. Spit it out. Because what happens? You hold that in and that keeps you from growing. That keeps you from growing. It's, it's bad. It's it creates bad soil. Very bad. And and to take it a step further, when you allow those things to become rooted in you 
And I have to say this again. Those roots grow outward, grow down, out, anywhere they can make their way through. I remember that tree was really close to the house. And I kept saying, that thing, you're starting to see like funny things even in the grass. And I remember that when the tree was destroyed, like, I don't know, Mike, you know where we have that, that hole? Like a manhole. Yes. How far you think that is from where the tree was? That's what I was gonna say. It's about it's about good 30, 40 feet away. 30 or 40 feet. It created a hole in the ground. Still today, he knows every year Felix comes and pours new soil because the roots went so far and so deep, you're still seeing the effects. Years later. So imagine what offense in us causes around us, in our relationships, with our spouses, with our children, with our grandchildren, with friends, at work, just all of a sudden you're driving down the road and something that has offended you surface and now you sticking up your middle finger or opening your window and saying, wow, what? And we think that, oh, it's it's fine. It's no big deal. It's It's just fine. It's nothing. So offense, it really impedes on your course, on your walk with Christ. Your course, I got it. It, it, re- it removes you from your course, and it's it's a demonic activity. Although it may come from a person, like like the Lord is saying, woe to those who bring offense and cause one of these little ones to stumble. Well, it's better to be with a millstone tied around your neck. But even if it comes from a person, it is an is a demonic activity because it is trying to re- give you a new trajectory of your course. Wow. And we see this clearly with Peter and with Jesus. When um, Jesus is talking about he has to die. And then Peter's like, no, that, this will never happen. And this shows you how, how offense can come. And it doesn't matter where you are in your life. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter um, how spiritual or not spiritual, quote unquote, you are offense will come and we have to react to it in a specific way because of the dangers of it. So it's a trap. So it's a trap by the devil. And we see this all the time that, for instance, I was going to not become a follower of Christ because I was offended at the way people portrayed Jesus. I was offended at how you revealed Jesus. And whether I was right or whether I was wrong, if it kept me from living the life God has called me to, it was a demonic act. It was, um, what, what is it called in war when it's like an attack against, against me in the, in the spirit? What is it called when somebody like gives um, an attack to somebody in, in war? I can't find the word, but it's like, um, it's an act of war. That's, that's, what, that's what offense is. It's an act of war from the enemy. He, he's coming to you and he's saying, I'm going to put a stop to the life that God has called you to. Mm. And, and we know this is going to happen to us because it even happened to Jesus through his own follower. And he said, what did Jesus say? Get thee behind me, Peter. No, no. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. He did. So he understood where the attack was coming from. Although it was coming through Peter, it was coming from the kingdom of darkness. So when offense comes to you, 
even through those you're discipling, even though, even through those in the body of Christ, even through those in the church, it is a direct attack from the kingdom of hell to stop you from going where God has called you to or to fulfill and to trap you. Like you said, the tree will fall into the middle of the road. And if a tree falls into the middle, middle of the road, it puts a stop to what you have to accomplish. And your destination. Un until somebody comes and removes it, unless you have the ability to remove it yourself. And so what did Jesus say? Get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. You are a trap because you do not have the things of God in mind. And so that's showing you, right? It's, it's clear that offense is not a minor thing. Even when offense seems to be small, it's an attack from the enemy on you. And we have to um, respond to it as an attack. For instance, if somebody was to attack American soil, you're not going to say, oh, it's okay. I, you, you can apologize. I, I forgive you just for attacking me. You have to rebuke it. You have to rebuke the attack. You have to address it. You have to address it. And the way Jesus addressed it is he rebuked the offense. So when, so to keep us from being ensnared, we have to rebuke the enemy. Why? For not having the things of God in mind and for trying to put a stop to the life that God has called us to fulfill, because that's exactly what it is. No matter how small the attack is. Yes. If it came to a person, forgive the person, but it's revealing to you that the, the kingdom of darkness is on prowl against you for a specific reason. Um, Leon, while, while he's talking about that, can you look at that uh, scripture? <laughs> no, because I, I really want to bring that up because I like the way that you're explaining it. Um, get thee behind me, Satan. Because there's this, this misconception nowadays. You put too much emphasis on this enemy. That's what people say today. Oh, you know, Jesus is more powerful. Who was Jesus speaking to? Peter. And what did... Who, wait, let, let me, I just, I just need to read the scripture. You can read that scripture for us because it's really important that we go to the word of God because we're talking things in the kingdom of God as believers, as followers of the way we, we're not applying the word of God to our lives. We're, we're just, you know, casting it to the side, deeming it not necessary, or deeming unimportant. it, and oh, it's too much. You guys are a little bit too much. That's why many times we live in the situations that we live in. Because we think we can walk around these traps like, it's like, um, it'll be like, this is, this is, this is what it'll be um, equivalent to in the spirit realm. And, have, and when people are overseas and they're in war, they have animals, they have equipment to detect any bombs that are on the ground. But as, as Christians in the spirit world, when all these offenses come, they're like little, little IEDs, like little bombs that are just in the ground planet for your failure to stop you in your course from coming against what I'm doing. But we're just trying to maneuver around them instead of rebuking them. The military understands you can't just maneuver around these little bombs. You have to bring something in defense and then put an end to it. Therefore, no, you or nobody else will be harmed. And a lot of times what we're doing is we're just trying to maneuver. At all? 
Okay. A lot of times we're trying to maneuver around these attacks of the enemy, acting like he's not attacking us and thinking we can just sidestep his attacks. When the Lord is clearly saying in the natural world, we don't sidestep attacks. We take them head on and we respond to them. And in the spirit, we have to do the same thing. Jesus didn't just say, no, you're wrong, Peter. I will have to die. He said, get thee behind me, Satan, for those who come after me must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Did he even, does he even go back to, I have to die? He didn't repeat him. He didn't even repeat himself. He just said, I said what I said. And you who are not in agreement with what I'm saying is of the kingdom of darkness. Ooh, that was, that was deep. Uh, Leah, um, did you um, find that scripture for us? Can you read that for us, please? Because it's really important that we stay in a word. You follow me? Go ahead. All right. So it's Matthew 16, 23. I'm going to read it in the NLT. You guys are going to love this. Just wait. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous chap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Ooh. It says trap in it. So I thought you guys would like that. And version. not only that, not only that, you're seeing or you're talking from a human perspective. We are not of this world. A fleshly perspective. We are not, listen, and I think that as believers, we're not in the word enough. We are aliens here. We're passing by. God's kingdom is not of this world. And if we are children of God, our father is not of this kingdom. What does that say about us? We are not of this kingdom. Why do we continue as believers to walk as this is our place? Because we're identifying with the wrong person. We're with the wrong kingdom. We're identifying with the people we see in the mirror. And mm. we gratify the flesh instead of living according to the spirit. So if you're dealing, if you're living in a spirit world, you understand that the attacks are going to come from the spirit world and of attacks are coming again. It's not to just be like, Oh, I'm not going to pay attention to that. Forget that. No, of an attack is coming. We, we have to, we have to picture it. If we picture this more like a little more like war, if, if I'm attacking you, I'm not going to ignore your attack because it's going to be the, the, the destruction of me. So it'll be foolish for me to ignore the attacks. This is what we do even within the congregation. We ignore the attacks of the enemy and we try to just pat it and just be like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Or ignore it. Yeah. And that's not what we're called to do. We're the, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent, but the violent take it by force. I'm getting attacked, but I'm going to actually push back through the power and through the wisdom and the spirit of God. What happened? Jesus knew the life that God has called him to, his father in heaven, right? He knows. Therefore, anything, any misdirection of that, it was a trap. Starting from the temptation during his fast. And then even during the temptation of what Peter was saying, it's a, it's a misdirection of where God is calling him. And because he understand his direction, any misdirection is like, is like spotting blue on a, on a yellow wall. It's easy to see. I want to sidebar real quick. If you are just jumping into this podcast, this broadcast, 
if you've been on, the enemy doesn't want you to listen and the enemy doesn't want us to really explore this at this level because it's not good to the kingdom of darkness for us to get an understanding about the depth of offense. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying this is because the word says stumbling blocks or offenses are sure to come. There's no ifs, buts, or ends about it. And the reason why I think that this is so powerful is because I know I have. How many of us, the older we are, the more mature we think we are, the more the word we think we know, the more we've grown, we say, oh, I'm not, you know. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, that's not going to, I'm not going to be offended. And we see, according to the word, that if that's our mindset, we've already been deceived. Because the word tells us right there, it's Jesus himself talking. He said stumbling blocks will come. There's no, let me let me go back. Look at the amplified. It says stumbling blocks, the traps, the lures for one to sin are sure, sure, certain to come. So at one point or another, offense is gonna come. Jesus, God in the flesh, said. You are an offense to me. How can we say I'm not going to be offended? Oh, I, I'm, I, I passed that. Right. Like I'm convicted right now. Because sometimes I talk myself out of what is actually happening. The enemy is attacking you. Exactly. And you're trying to look past it. Yeah, this because is no big deal. Sometimes because of who it came by. Yes. Sometimes because of what was said. Um, you're this, you're that. Like, I'm past that. Like it's so so I, over this, and over. Right, like, this is I already knew that. But that's an attack from the kingdom of darkness. Why is he attacking you like that? The, uh, he's attacking like that. It's it's a, re- a revelation that something's there. And not only that, there's a relate a revelation that he's trying to stop you. Exactly. What is it that you're doing right now in the kingdom? Or where are you about to enter that he's trying to do everything he can to stop you? Because these stumbling blocks don't come on a day-to-day basis, usually. They're strategic. We know that the word of God is clear. The enemy has schemes. That word scheme is a strategy. And we have to grow. We have to mature. The word of God says that we can be children forever. When we were children, we spoke like children. We understood like ch- children. But eventually, we have to become men. We have to become mature. So at some point, we're going to have to acknowledge and realize, okay, hold on. This, it, it pricked me a little. This did bother me. Mm, this made me feel a little bit. And we address it. But even if it doesn't, though. But even if it doesn't like actual cause any actual, like, let's say wayward feeling within you, let's say it doesn't, does that mean I, th- I, what I'm gathering from what Jesus has done here is that still we, we, we say, okay, Lord, 
is this an attack of the enemy? Because if this is attack, I'm still going to rebuke it. Even if it did not seem at the moment even to actually affect me, I'm still going to take the initiative to say, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I'm this. Although you did not cause an effect in my actual heart, I rebuke that because those words are coming from the kingdom of hell. And any words that's coming from the kingdom of hell that's not aligning with the word of God, I'm going to rebuke it and stop it in its tracks. I'm going to flip it. Look at what it says. It says, but woe, judgment is coming to him through whom they come. So it doesn't stop at the offense that I received, right? but it takes it over to the other side. Woe to you. That offends. And it brings me back to Zechariah when he says, when the Lord is saying, I reject your accusations and now I'm going to punish you. Mm. Is what he said to the accuser. Wow. I reject your accusations because they repented. I reject, reject your accusations. And now I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring judgment to you. Wow. So if we remain in a place of repentance, if we remain in a place of I'm focused on what God is doing, then the Lord is going to be like, I reject your accusations because that does not fit the character that I have given him, the nature that I have given him. He's not living according to the flesh. He's living according to the spirit and his spirit living according to the spirit leads to life, but living according to the flesh leads to death. And now that he's living in obedience to me and he has my things in mind, that means he's going toward life, which means I'm rejecting the accusations that you are bringing against him. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So that's where it becomes flipped. Not so much the offense, whether you receive it or don't receive it, but where the offense comes from. So it's it's dangerous uh, whether you're the sender or whether you're the receiver. It, it reminds me like um when we were younger, when we were younger, some somebody will say something. I, I remember like somebody will say something to you about us. Oh, you're doing this with your kids and they're going to end up like this. And you'll automatically be like, you didn't look like you were mad, but you will be like, oh, I rebuked that in the name of Jesus. Automatically, because that was a word that cursed your children, you were like, I rebuked that in the name of Jesus. My kids will know the Lord. They will grow up to serve the Lord. You know what I mean? So it's not like, oh, yeah. it's not like I was, it's not like you were technically offended by what they said, but you were like, I'm not going to accept that. And it's the same thing. Even when offense comes and you're not quote unquote affected by what was said, rebuke it. Because we reject the word of the enemy and we cling to the word of God. Amen. So there's an there's, there's there's an action. Regardless. If Jesus took an action, there's an action regardless. Excellent. I love that point. Because Jesus did say, say, and I rebuke you. Get, me, get thee behind me. And then he instructed us. If anyone comes after me, must deny himself. But then he revealed to us why, why Peter was in the wrong. Because you did not have the things of God in mind. Mm-hmm. And what, the, what does the Bible teach us? Uh, we don't have the things of God in mind. That means we're living according to the flesh. And the flesh counts for nothing. Nothing. It counts for nothing. So at any point you were offended or offense came to you, I was offended personally at the way people revealed who God was. 
Therefore, it made me not want to serve him. I didn't know what it should look like to serve him, but I knew what they were doing did not align with what they taught. Absolutely. So therefore, it caused offense in me, and then it steered me away from the God that saves me. And I want to, I just want to, like, I think that we've just, we're scratching the surface of this conversation. And I know that next week, you know how we were going to end, right? I kind of remember. <laughs> with forgiveness. We were going to, we were going to end this episode with forgiveness. Um, but I really feel as though, yeah, we can't, we can't leave this here. There was too many interruptions. Hold on. But mm -hmm. also, mm -hmm. before we even go into forgiveness. No, we're not going there. Oh, I'm about to say because. No, definitely. That's where I'm going. Because the, the Bible teaches, then they say, Master, the words you say are an offense to us. Talking about Jesus. That's right. And Jesus says, I am the cornerstone, but now I become a stumbling block to you. Because you rejected me. Absolutely. So what does this reveal to us? You're on a path. And either way, a stumbling block is going to come. Is that, is gonna, that it was clear? It's going to come from Satan or it's going to come from the Lord. And both are to steer you into a new direction. So it's either you're going to get steered into the kingdom of darkness or into the kingdom of light. But either way, the way you're walking, whether for or without Christ, a stumbling block will come. The Lord is going to intervene and say, follow me or, and you're going to reject what he has to say. And you're going to be like the blind man leading the blind man. That's what you will become. Or you're going to be following Christ and a stumbling block is going to come through Satan. And he's going to say, follow me. How he's going to say, follow me, Mike, I'm not going to sell my soul to the devil. No, but you will sell the life that God has called you to by, or give up by, by forfeiting the life he has called you to. Or rejecting. Rejecting the life he has called you to. By not being obedient to him and living according to the spirit. That's what offense causes us to do. It causes us and traps us in living according to our flesh. And and this, these, I guess this episode, the next episode, is going to help us escape the trap of offense by escaping the trap of not living with the things of God in mind. Wow. So I really, I really, I don't want to cut the episode short. I don't want to say, oh, you know, this is going to be it next week. We got to do that. No, we're going to continue this conversation next week because I'm realizing that it's a conversation that we're just scratching, but it's a conversation that needs to be exhausting because stumbling blocks and these traps and these offenses, Jesus himself said they're going to come. And then he also tells us that we have to have faith to get past this. In addition, he talks about, you know, us being uh, looking out for our brother. So there's so much information in this passage that it's important that we um, receive the revelation and that we understand, <clears throat> excuse me, so that we can have success in this walk yeah. because there's too many in the body walking in a fence and looking down uh, on it because it's always taught that if you're offended, you're in the flesh. You're offended. That's not of God. Girl, shake it off. Oh, you, you still not mature. Even I used to think like that. But the reality of it is that the word of God is clear. Like you said, stumbling blocks will come. And the, the purpose of a stumbling block is redirection. It's like, 
And this is the last thing. And, and Leah, I'm going to pass it to you because I really want us to, to end here. And I want us to pick it up really strong next week. But we live in this area. And there's always issues with the water. Yeah. Sometimes that main road that we take 30 or 322, whatever, they get filled with water. That water becomes a stumbling block. And you get to a certain spot and the police is there and they're like, Turn around. Eh, eh, eh. Turn go around. that way, go that way, go back that way, but you're not going this way. And we find those in our lives so many times. And like you said, even Jesus said, I'm the cornerstone. I'm that stumbling block. And and you open up a whole new candy. I know, but that it reveals to us that that offense is going to come, whether it's from the enemy or it's from God. Because if it's from God, that means he's offending the way you're thinking, which is it's okay because he's revealing to you a better way. Or it's coming from the enemy, which is trying to redirect your course out of his kingdom. Out of the, the So um, I hope that whoever's on watching, whoever, you know, runs into this video and begins to listen to it, that you will tune tune in next week because we're really going to exhaust it. I know that, you know, there's people that are wanting to grow past this. I know that there's people that they really don't understand. And together... We're going to grow together. We're going to change together. We're going to come to understand what it is that's required of us that we could continue to grow in Christ. Amen. And together. Amen. Beautiful. All right. So we just want to thank you all for tuning into TGFJ. Thank God I follow Jesus podcast where we encourage, inspire and challenge you to deepen your walk with Christ and anchor your faith in the rock, the hope of our salvation. Be sure to comment, like, subscribe, and share to a friend who will be blessed with this word. And have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday at 7. 7. Uh, just give me a quick sec just to make sure. No, we're good. All, all, all is yeah. good. Amen. Awesome. See ya.